Hello and welcome to Greedo Shot First. I'm James. And I'm Marcus Marks. And we're back. We're not back to talk about a new trailer. We're just kind of back to shoot the shit. Shoot the shit. There's some general Star Wars news in the air. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lots of merch stuff. Merch stuff. Cool. There have been a bunch of leaks, uh, like new leaks since the last time we did the podcast. I don't think we'll really get into detail with those. It's up to you, um, baby. Because either... Either they're too spoilery or they're bullshit. I kind of lean a little more towards the bullshit side, but which to me would make them fair ground for this podcast. Yeah, I just I don't. If you find it entertaining, I I wouldn't want to accidentally spoil someone. Perhaps it. I I suspect the leaks are maybe founded on like germs of real information, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there's a game of telephone and gotcha. possibly. I do wonder at a certain point, because without discussing the specifics of them, they contain a lot of information that shouldn't be able to leak. Like, it's the kind of stuff where it's like, you'd have to be, like, pretty high up at Lucasfilm to know some of this stuff, you mm-hmm. know? It's like, crew members aren't seeing this kind of thing. Right. Or, or would have all this information they can put together, and so it's like, you'd hope. are these fake? Like, yeah. is this intentionally disseminated to fool someone, you know? Not not the people reporting it, but like the their sources. Let me ask you a question about all these leaks. Mm-hmm. When these come out, when they're announced, right? When you click on your, where do you go on the Reddit? Yeah. Do you hate to see it? Do you do you love to see it? Is this like a meme or something? I'm just curious. I don't. What do you mean by that? Are you like, oh, I love these bullshit leaks, or are you like, oh, fuck this? Well, no. The the problem is always that the people delivering the leaks have no concept of storytelling, mm-hmm. and so whatever they report sounds horrible because they're not telling like they're not giving you just the like the the raw intel Mm -hmm. they're not just saying my source said he saw like uh you know a merchandise thing that looked like this they all they always have to try to contextualize it for you Mm -hmm. and be like act one (laughs) you know and then they like spew out a bunch of like kind of like random plot points that don't seem to totally connect because Mm -hmm. they're they're trying to tell you a story but they're terrible at it so anytime a leak comes out, it's usually like the worst way you could hear the information, even if it is true. The few times that I've really gone and read some of some leaks, this is way old school. I really loved the the Harry Knowles school of bullshit journalism where it's like let what me he tell did you that morning. Let me tell you the st- yeah, let me tell you what I what I was digesting when I woke mm-hmm. up. But uh, including Harry, wasn't it like book tour for his bullshit book? And then it was like two suits from Lucasfilm were like, come up to the hotel suite. We're going to show you like a rough cut of Phantom Menace. Like, no, no, I think that was might have been Attack of the Clones. Okay. It's on like VHS or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That happened. Which, first of all, your hotel room would have to go get a VCR. Uh, I don't know. Two thousand. I've never been in a hotel room in all my life. Never had VCRs. Because if you I, had I a VCR, you're not doing pay per view. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, and then fucking what was his name? Script Shadow? No, like, Super Shadow. Super Shadow. Yeah, yeah. Where it's eventually all of his bullshit. I was got never to, in on him. I was like always like I didn't participate in that. Somewhere I. It all seemed like such obvious bullshit to me. I, like Mike I Zero. must have gotten on like a fucking mailing list or something because he eventually started like mailing out his personally fucking, emailing his you. e-newsletter. Yeah. And like it eventually got to the point where it was just like George personally brought me to Skywalker mm-hmm. Ranch and into the office and said, I like your style, kid. Here's 40 minutes of footage. Uh, and then the uh, 
like you knew there was going to be a scene where where Anakin was going to be like cutting up uh, Trade Federation dudes. And I remember like Script Shadow or Super Shadow would be like his e-newsletter. Each entry would be like some new quip mm-hmm. that before Anakin like slice a dude in half. Like, no, Master Jedi, you said you would like leave us in peace. And he's like, no, I said I'd leave you in pieces. <laughs> it's like Anakin don't have jokes. Yeah, uh, Not until he became Vayner. Yeah. Don't choke on your aspirations. Yeah, that's when he discovered his love of wordplay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the without getting into specifics, the new leaks mostly cover the first two acts and then like kind of have more vaguely like they, they've been doing it in parts on Reddit and like act three isn't out yet. But acts one and two would seemingly take like four hours to film. Hmm. So hmm. I am skeptical. I know there are a lot of people suspect that like these might be like the Trevorrow script that Lucasfilm is repurposing to like put out as a fake, like, you know, like fake leaks or something. I don't know. Like at certain points, the leaks have included dialogue and it's like, how would you have dialogue? Right. right. Are you in the edit bay? Like, yeah, yeah. There's not that many people that would know the dialogue. Unless you were on set for all of that. Yeah. Um, The whole thing of George, like that's not a new story, right? No, I mean, it's being reported as new because Bob Iger wrote some kind oh, of book. congratulatory book where yeah. he discusses it. But, like, we kind of all knew that mm-hmm. or inferred it based on comments from George, you know? So, right, right. not really a big surprise. Yeah, George. <laughs> Why don't we go into the biomecular world? Yeah, white white slavers and all his charism. It, it, to me, it's like... It, white slavers? You don't, you don't remember the white slavers thing? No. He, he called Disney white slavers. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. okay. I'm sorry. I was thinking that that was, I was like, in the pitch that I forgot. No, no. <laughs> um, but it's like, this is a guy who's basically like been able to call his own shot for 30 years at mm-hmm. least. And like everyone just does whatever he says. And all of a sudden he's just like one person in a room who's like, these are my ideas. And they're like, cool, we're going to use some of them. Mm-hmm. And like, he's just like, throws a tantrum over it basically well, more importantly know? we would like to own your ideas oh yeah first they bought them from him mm-hmm. and then they're like he can still be in the room we, we want your input but like he seemed to confuse that for he just is still in charge yeah. and it's like no that's not how it works like these are the creative people making the movie they're not just going to do everything you say they're going to take the parts that they like and you know that's that's hollywood man no matter how rational you are no matter how much your friend tells you I don't think that you can fully grasp like, okay, you're about to get $4 billion for the biggest modern myth of all time. And then that's it. You know, like I don't, I, I mean, I think you still think for a while I'm going to hold on to this. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of, he wanted it both ways. He wanted to, to not bear the burden of like the kind of the cr- fan criticism and, and really just the work, you mm-hmm. know, but he still wanted to be the one who, but also, all the ideas. you're George fucking Lucas. How do you not still think that you have the magic touch? Yeah. You know? I, I mean, he had Yes Men for 30 years. And yeah, all of a sudden, yeah. people are saying, that's cool, George. Thanks. Thanks for the input. I mean, I would love to know what he thought the conversation about, like, Jar Jar was or what have you. You know, what was reported to him? Uh, which conversation? However people reacted to Jar Jar. I mean, oh well, the, that's, that's a bad example because backlash. Yeah, that's a bad example because obviously there was a recalibration of that character. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You sold it, George. I don't know what you're expecting. Yeah. Um, Disney was gonna do their own thing. 
and more midichlorians is probably never going to be on the uh yeah there i don't know i mean i don't know what the uh, concept designs for like darf germ look like but oh who even knows what that means really yeah like going into the microbiotic world but anyway what uh i guess the big news what's the big well i don't know we got the feige thing but first um i did see today that they hired uh or are announcing that they've hired a director for the obi-wan series Oh, did they? Who might be doing the whole thing or maybe just most of it. It was unclear. But uh, Deborah Chow, I believe. Let me make sure I have that name correct. Um, Yeah, Deborah Chow, who directed at least one episode of The Mandalorian. And I think she's done some other TV stuff. I think she did like Better Call Saul. Uh, She is directing some or all of the Obi-Wan show. And a writer named uh, Hossein Amini is writing all of the episodes. Oh, cool. Um, he wrote Drive, and he has like credits on a bunch of other stuff. Mm. So cool. I mean, I I think I recall that the Cassie and Andrew show is shooting before Obi Wan, so probably still a while before the Obi Wan show. She's also directed Mr. Robot. Oh, okay. Which had to be what season one? What do you mean? Has anyone besides Sam Esmail directed since season one? Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Hmm. Anyway. Has it been all him? pretty sure Mm, okay um okay cool i do kind of wonder if that announcement it it seems mildly suspiciously timed to me after just announcing another middle-aged white guy as like their new new uh producer like creative guy for another star wars movie at least there's like a working relationship where it's it's nobody can claim this is like a like a PC hire or anything. I mean, it's. I mean, I think in general in the industry, there's like more traction, kind of more, you know, diversity and representation happening in TV mm-hmm. than in film, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like that glass ceiling is getting cracked on the TV side. But in the film so far, I mean, obviously Kathleen Kennedy and you know, like Much a slower. lot of her production staff is female, but still it's all been kind of the usual suspects directing was captain marvel the first marvel, marvel? film with a female director yeah yeah which is a problem 20 mm. something movies in um yeah well it's a, it's a problem for marvel but it's also kind of indicative of the industry as it exists for know? sure and i mean we had those figures years ago where it was like tv as a whole is like what maybe 20 percent Directed by women, maybe. I have no idea, but sure. I mean, it was it was something like shockingly low. I, I'm sure that film is lower. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that will be interesting. I think it's like six episodes or something. Oh, six interesting. to eight somewhere on there. Interesting. So, I'm cautiously interested in that show. I would be really frustrated if it was like a 13 episode Cassian Andor show. And then a six episode Obi Wan show. I don't understand the point of a casting Andor show. The only way that show makes sense to me is that they're like, We like you, Diego Luna. We're gonna bring this character back. It's not gonna be anything at all like it was in Rogue One. Like we're just doing something totally different, but mm-hmm. we wanna work with you. You know? I don't know. We wanna work in that time period. Yeah. Yeah. Which to me is Or like- we just we just wanna work with you and because you're already a character, we're just gonna like you know, maybe you'll have a much different personality from the last time we saw you. I don't know. It's not like he had much of a personality no, to begin with. No, the character wasn't exactly leaping off his, the. His screen. whole thing was like, "Oh my god, he he shot his own source." 
what an incredible move for Star Wars. How deep, how gritty. Anyway, I'm falling asleep just thinking about Cassian Andor. Cassian Andor. It's like a it's like a joke. It's like the Onion would publish an article about the new Disney Plus series on Cassian Andor. I'm sure Cassian Andor sounds fun in ASMR. Hmm. Um, but Kevin Feige. That is how you say it, right? I believe I'm just so. Keep saying it that way. I could see that going two ways. One, he brings in like the Russos, or you know, somebody we we've seen him work with. Or two, he just gets real, real wild. I mean, that's really not a hot take, but like. I don't know. Blowing me away with your yeah. take right now. I mean, I I wonder if he'll if he'll pull in some. What do you think of it? I think eh, personally. I mean, I I don't dislike the Marvel films. Obviously, they're they they've reached their target, but it doesn't seem like a super exciting producer to me. I can't say I'm overwhelmed by it, that news. Um, you know what he's not? Ryan Johnson, Rick McCallum. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's producers in general. It's hard to kind of point and say that's what they bring to the table. Yeah. With Marvel, you have 23 movies. So I guess you can kind of try to draw some conclusions there. Trains run on time. Where it's like these movies all kind of look pretty similar. They are pretty much all action comedies. You know, like there's there's a very heavy comedic element. Uh, Kind of always need to break the tension, like get the last in there. Mm -hmm. Um, the kind of constant setups of the next next storyline you know like what would like supposedly he's just developing one movie like what does that mean is it going to be like some sort of like one-off movie or is it designed to potentially spawn future movies it's hard for me to imagine like what he's bringing i i assume the way these usually work is like you go there and you pitch kathleen kennedy on something Mm -hmm. and if she likes it then you're developing a movie you know yeah well i mean the fact that the Marvel movies all in some fashion look kind of the same, I think, is is the Kevin Feige thing. Like, I mean, presumably like, behind like the you scenes, have he, a, he wields a very strong like production hand, just like the the managerial aspect. But I, I I take it to mean like no Marvel director exactly has final cut. No, I mean like, I don't. I'm think... sure J.J. Abrams has something close to it, approaching that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I don't know whoever Kevin Feige brings in, unless he brings in some crazy, like he's like, I, I got Fincher, you guys, or whatever. Like, I don't know that they're going to have Kathleen Kennedy be more likely to bring in Fincher than Kevin Feige would. Yeah, but probably, probably. I mean, they've there's worked together there. before. Yeah, there's history yeah. there. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, like I, it's a producer. It's hard for me to get like a real big boner over like, who's the producer. I enjoy all the Marvel movies. I feel like they, kind of have perfectly executed the experience of like reading comic books in my youth you know Mm -hmm. it's like these were the first comic book movies to come out where it felt like they weren't like embarrassed by their source material they just kind of like went for it which movies the marvel movies oh right right, you know it wasn't like we got to put everyone in black leather because we're embarrassed of our costume type thing you know and like i feel like watching the mcu movies it's like this is the experience of reading comics you're getting the constant churn of storylines and the the big reveals. And that's all fine. That's all you've done a great job doing that. I don't feel like that translates to star Wars. 
Like Star Wars yeah. is just a little deeper. But also, producers are a very weird thing for most people to to fully grasp what they do and what they mm-hmm. what they bring and how they meter out their shit. Like announcing Ryan Johnson was going to not just write and direct but produce a Star Wars movie. You know, someone else's Star Wars movie it would be really exciting to me. Or it's like you know, super notorious producers like fucking Robert Evans or you know, or something something crazy. Like, I mean, Kevin Feige. Okay, cool. I mean, I. Because, like I we, never, because we have no other frame of reference, we must assume that he's bringing his like Marvelness to a Star Wars movie, presumably. You know? But like, okay, so like, there's obviously today's Spider-Man news, but the previous iteration of the Spider-Man news, you know, there was the headlines, and then there was like the text of the articles where it's like the headlines: Spider-Man's leaving the MCU. It's all only Sony, blah blah blah. And then you read the thing, and it's just like Kevin Feige's not going to produce another Spider-Man movie, and it's like that doesn't excite me as much or worry me as much. I don't know. Well, what are you you saying exactly? I guess it's just it's hard for me to get super excited about anything if a producer is just a producer. Well, the 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 Spider-Man thing. It wasn't that we're sad that Kevin Feige isn't producing as much as this won't be an MCU. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. But like, you know, Sony could hire somebody who's decent to go do a Spider-Man movie. Would they? No, that's not their track record at the moment. But no, they'll make Venom two and force Tom Holland to be in it at gunpoint. Yeah. Which presumably this new news still permits that. I'm sure they're dying to. Yeah. Yeah. Poor oh, yeah. Tom Holland. He's like, I always wanted to work with Tom Hardy, but not like this. Not like this. Yeah, I mean What a piece of shit. But really though, maybe Kevin Feige would be the one who brings Jeremy Renner to the Spider Man or the Star Wars universe. I guess the quote is he said he had like a certain actor in mind. Everyone's assuming an actor who's in the MCU, maybe, maybe not. Like, he didn't say one or the other. Um, it really, de- I mean, it really depends. It's like Jeremy Renner is a bounty hunter. It's just him doing what he does in real life, but, you know, the big screen. I mean, like Chris Evans, I like. So, oh, yeah, he's going to be in a Star Wars movie. That's cool. Um, when she does movies, and it, I don't have to worry about what she's saying in an interview, I like Scar Joe. Uh, Rob Down Jr., I don't know that I care. About him in a Star I don't Wars think movie, he would work in a Star Wars movie. No, it's like his, he's his few the less whole words. vibe is very mo- uh, modern manic. and very manic, but, but it's like, but it's very modern, like that. It's very grounded in our own reality for the most yeah. part, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not. <laughs> you can't be like thrusting out like pop culture references yeah. constantly. Um, maybe let me pitch this idea to you. Okay, Jeremy Renner as Dash Rendar. Which one is Dash Rendar? He's again? like the fake Han Solo from Shadows of the Empire. Okay. I never got to experience Shadows of the Empire. I just remember reading really? articles about it when it was coming you out. You didn't read the book and listen to the soundtrack and play the video game? I'm afraid I didn't. Oh, you missed out. I, I think I did. Now. There's like a whole bit there where like Leia's like dressing in translucent body stocking and like getting seduced by Prince Shizor and Go on. Because he has like pheromones that make her horny. Like that was quite a book. Okay. Mm-hmm. Prince he had fucks. he had like a uh, oh he fucked yeah he had a special like basically like a life model decoy type droid yes it was like a special advanced droid who's like some hot chick who he nice. had sex with nice yeah that was all, take, in, take, all in a star wars book take that uh phantom that's where it was at <laughs> now remember correct me if i'm wrong he was the dude who was green mm-hmm. and bald like except for the ponytail yeah he had, he had like a black top knot ponytail type thing that's a look I think I had his action figure at one point. I'm well. I was gonna say I might still. I think my mom sold those eventually. 
What I love is that you said that, and for half a second, I thought you were gonna like look around the room as if you were gonna be like, "Ah, oh, yes." Oh, I'm I'm not I'm I'm not unpacked yet. So. Pull this tome off the shelf. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I might because I I know I, there was like a shoebox with all those action figures in it. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. don't know if I still have it or if like my mom eventually like sold it at a yard sale or something. How many Star Wars action figures did you have? I had let's say like high teens. Maybe. Okay, and did you like play with them? No, because I I was like I got them. They they restarted putting out Star Wars action figures in like 1995. These like the classic ones. Yeah, yeah. For the original movies, yeah, and they did like Shadows of the Empire, which is pretty cool. Uh-huh. So like I was like heavy into my like Star Wars nerd phase, so I wanted them, but I was like really too old to do much with them, other than like take them out and look at them and then put them on a shelf. Okay, you know. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I remember I had Luke and Han. I had like the Shadows of the Empire ones were pretty cool. There was like Chewie, but he was in like um, he had like a like a mohawk type look. He was like go on, not a mohawk, um, flat top. Okay, um, like and like he was like he was like a punked out Chewie, you know, because sure. he was undercover. Okay, in Shadows. Um, I think I had Leia in the Boosh outfit. Um, there were some cool ones. Luke was in like this weird kind of like scene like imagine praetorian guard outfit kind of with luke in it he had like a helmet that he wore okay there she's or yeah there was some weird shit there that was quite i remember like i said i remember back when like cinescape was a magazine mm-hmm. and there was an article about like fuck yeah you know you're thirsty for star wars this is a thing that's happening well it was like everything but the movie basically yeah yeah it was like here's a whole experience except for the movie and it was just like we've got I'm a surprised story they haven't tried to do that uh shows the empire movie no to another multimedia experience like that i feel like they have video games now yeah it's a little different i mean that fallen out what is it called fallen fallen order fallen, fallen jedi. order I don't fallen know. jedi yeah it's coming out i'm sure i'll buy it and never play it um where the the guy like from he, gotham but he's made to look like archie from riverdale kind of looks like yeah he's a ginger and i can't get behind that Archie, that ginger's I just like didn't they just essentially do the same character with Kanan on Rebels? The whole like he's kind of like not a full Jedi when the purge happens or something like that. And, I guess so. Yeah. And, as far as I know from that show, huh? But I'm surprised I, they're they're so cautious with the like the canon right now that it seems like they wouldn't want to get behind a whole like uh, Shadows of the Empire type push. Well, maybe. I guess in, they would just make the movie. Maybe know? in a year, we'll see. I really hope they open things up, or or just be like, hey, it's not. Do the old method where it's like it's not totally canon. The movies can override it, and so like go have fun, you know. Hmm. I mean, I like the idea of what they do with their animated stuff. I haven't seen Resistance. I watched two episodes of Rebels. And and very very small amount of Clone Wars, but um, the idea of like let's do a real movie like with good writing but animated or or computer graphics that doesn't interest me at all to be honest. I mean, I, I'm fine with that if it if it doesn't require the huge commitment of a big budget that won't come through or or what have you. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know people like the cartoons. That's fine for them. I. It's hard for me to watch something that's very clearly targeted at a much younger audience and kind of say, oh, yes, this is the same as this live action movie that's much more serious. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that cartoons 
I mean, theoretically, they don't have to be marketed to to but kids. They generally, but are they generally are, but they don't have to be. I mean, I re- it's like when the Young Jedi Knight books came out because I I read all those old Bantam books, mm-hmm. and those books came out, and like I tried reading them, I read six of them, but it was like it was so obviously like lower stakes, like you just couldn't take them seriously, you know? Like it's like these don't really count. How often was the plot of one of those like getting back before curfew or something like that? I remember the first one was about them finding it, like the Jedi Academy was on Yavin for Yavin for like, you know, like this was probably, I don't know, 15 years after return of the Jedi or something like that. We're not maybe, going too far. Okay. Maybe a little less, maybe more like 10 years. Um, and so the Academy is on Yavin and they like go out hiking in the jungle and they like found like a crash tie from seemingly the, uh, the you know, the battle mm-hmm. that happened there. And like, Eventually, like, the, they find the TIE pilot who's just been, like, living there for 10 years. And he, like, tries to take them hostage and escape or something. I don't know. It's hmm. just, like, little stuff like that, you know? Okay. He cut on Jason Solo, like, had this, like, like kind of, like, warrior savage girlfriend. Or not girlfriend. They were all just, like, at least not at that point, you know, together. But, like, she, like, kind of cut some corners making her lightsaber. And so when they were, like, fighting, he accidentally cut her arm off. I remember that. Okay. Wow. I did not expect that for some reason. So that's supposed to be the same Jason Solo and that kind of younger audience version who would eventually grow up to be like Darth. Darth Cadus. Darth Jason or whatever. And Jason sucked. He's always the absolute worst of Mm. that whole series there. God. Poor Anakin Solo. He was so cool. And then they killed him off. Okay. Yeah. I never read any of those. At some point, we I should like get you to like mainline those. We can do podcasts about that. <laughs> do you read any of the like new books? I've read some. I mean, I've liked the Claudia Gray ones, but they just they don't have the same vibe. They feel very constricted hmm. by not wanting to like mess with the canon. You know, it's like they're very contained. Um Am I getting the vibe that from people that the Claudia Gray books are the ones to read yeah. before the others? Okay. Yeah, hers are. I mean, it's just the writing's better. You know, like okay. just flat out, like it's better written, even even within the constraints that are obviously there. Mm. You know, is that the one about the resistance person, a first order person who like fall in love or? No, there was a book recently that was like a Galaxy's Edge, like tie-in that was like that. No, it was it was Empire Rebellion. Okay, it's it back Rebellion. like Sorry. around the the events. It was like a the, trilogy, though. Yeah. Well, it was during the events of the trilogy. It was a single book. Oh, okay. Yeah, Lost Stars. Okay. Uh, she had one about Leia, like basically right before Kylo Ren turns. Mm. Um, that was pretty good, and she had one of like young Princess Leia that was good. So what was that like? Like I'm getting a series of disturbing emails from my son over at like Jedi camp. It was a whole lot of like, I haven't heard from Ben in a long time. I wonder what he's up to type stuff. Hmm. It was, it was like she, she got outed to the galaxy as being Darth Vader's daughter during it. It was like, that was a secret and Ben didn't know about it. Ooh. Yeah. And like supposedly Ryan Johnson had some input into the plot. Huh? I don't know if we'll ever find out what the deal with that was. Cause there was this whole thing where there's like a terrorist attack and it was like a bombing and like somebody had warned her by like she found like like a message written on a napkin that said like get out or you know there's a there's a bomb or whatever and people are like oh maybe that was ben who somehow like knew and warned her even though he was already evil or i don't know 
how would the word get out that she was Darth Vader's daughter? Is like a Snoke thing? Was like Snoke there like, was the, like a, Star Wars Alex Jones? No, there was like um like a Dan Crenshaw, Ooh. you know, like a, a rival politician. Actually, that's that's giving this this was actually a decent character. So that's like way too much of a compliment <laughs> for Dan Crenshaw. Um, a Justin Amash, if you will. Okay. Um, who was like a rival politician, and he like got that info and leaked it, and and only then was like, oh shit, I fucked up, you know. The Republic's version of Denvin Nunes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least Mitch McConnell looks like some kind of Star Wars alien. <laughs> but the Marvel, the, the Kevin Feige thing, I don't know. I a lot of people are like, oh, this means he's going to take over for Kathleen Kennedy, which like I don't really want. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you if he was just in a more of a role where it's like he just makes sure like everyone well, I was gonna say everyone's coming in on budget but I don't necessarily want that for my Star Wars movies like that's that's part of the stars I don't really care about I'm like I don't care how much money he spent people <laughs> people don't really understand what producers do that's the mm-hmm. thing and if there's one thing that Kevin Feige does better than Kathleen Kennedy and I don't take this as a knock on Kathleen Kennedy is that somehow he's managed his legend better like the fucking neckbeards and Star Wars fans or, or whoever, Marvel fans, they know who Kevin Feige is and they don't have a reason to dislike him. I don't think people get how good Kathleen Kennedy is well, at her job. Well, and he also, he pretty much people only know him as being the Marvel guy. Yeah. It's not like he has like this storied career behind him otherwise, you know? I don't think people even know like the shit about him and like Ike Perlmutter or shit like that. Well, I think, but but what they do know of it, he has somebody he can point to all the time be like oh that's why it sucks like i said it's because this asshole better you know? managing his his legend his public perception he's better at like having his moment where he's on a stage with here's the cast of this new movie or whatever i mean i i don't really want star wars movies with like stinger post-credit sequences or kind of like that kind of churn of like each movie is sort of an advertisement for the next movie type of thing. Like I don't, I mean, I know the star Wars are based on, you know, public serials and whatnot. So it's somewhat in its DNA, but I don't know. I, I like the idea of star Wars movies kind of being special and not just like thing is, putting out three of them. Some of that year. falls in the purview of a producer and the assembly and all that stuff and the conception. And some of it falls in the line of the actual creative people. I mean, I really, I, I don't know what the hell they're doing longer term with Star Wars because seemingly this is three different sets of creative people that they've hired now. Because yeah. some producers are all about money and some producers are think they are creative and they give orders like, like fucking John Peters. I mean, it's... But I mean, there's the Benioff and Weiss thing, mm. which is a series of which they're doing at least one. Yeah. Presumably. There's Ryan Johnson's trilogy and then there's this Kevin Feige movie. And then there's like that rumor. There was like that woman that was like supposedly hired to write like a Knights of the Old Republic script too. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. And for all we know, that could also be the Benioff and Weiss thing, though most could. likely not. But but like I don't see how, like how do you do like we're doing Ryan Johnson's trilogy at the same time as Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie? I don't know. Or is it just like it's just randomly here's. Here's a movie about bounty hunters. All right. Next movie's coming up. Oh, this is Knights of the Old Republic. All right. Next movie's coming up. I mean, after episode nine, my first consideration would be for whatever Ryan Johnson's doing. Oh, that'd be what I'd be most interested in for sure. I wonder if... I mean, as a, as a fan, but also if I was 
the person figuring out the slate and where the money goes first, it would be to whatever Ryan Johnson's doing. Uh, he's established in this universe. He's got a fucking good head on his shoulders. And he's he's made a good Star Wars movie that also leans towards the larger legend and the, you know, the universe he can play in. Um, I mean, I have like the way that they've approached the saga movies, both JJ and Ryan. It kind of like they kind of they went back to this first principles idea of like, we want to make a Star Wars movie like the original Star Wars movies, not in plot per se, although obviously The Force Awakens has some echoes of that, but like we want to make that kind of movie, mm-hmm. you know, like where we want to use those wipes and those irises and all that shit. Yeah. But, but like where there's a kind of a lot of unknowns on the periphery of the storytelling, you know, you, you mentioned your King Prana, mm-hmm. you know, the way you'd mentioned a job of the hut type thing. something, something more in, akin to a sci-fi version of some of the old serials. Yeah. Well, it's more, it's an older style than like the Marvel style. Cause in Marvel, it's like everything ties together and is explained you know and and very little bit of like this one's going to be our 70s paranoia thriller this one's going to be mm-hmm. like our 90s pseudo grunge comedy you know it's very little of, of that this is going to be our heist movie yeah yeah so for feige it's i don't know i wonder i know back in speaking of the old books like bantam publishing had the Star Wars license for i don't know how long like Maybe I don't know. I can't remember when Delray took over. It's probably in the late nineties. But Bantam was the original Timothy Zahn book. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. The Zahn books are Bantam all the way up through. I think like chronologically, the farthest forward they got was his like a uh, Thrawn like duology that came out. Oh, okay. Like wow. Six or seven years later, whenever that was, and then Delray got the license, and Delray. They they when they got the license because like the Bantam books were like insane like they're all over the place like they went pretty far forward in the timeline mm-hmm. like far further than probably would be prudent like business wise you know mm. um and they they do something where like like one one book after like the Jedi Academy books were like seven years after Return of the Jedi and then like there was like this like uh, Corellian trilogy it was like fifteen years after Return of the Jedi like as the next thing in the docket. It's like, whoa, you just skipped a bunch there, you know? The farthest back they went was what? Truce of Bakura? That was like right after Jedi. Right, that's the farthest back they went, right? I, I think they went back a little for... Um, I'm trying to I'm think. more aware of the titles and the plots because I never really read them. Oh, of, of just the Bantam stuff? Yeah, like there's Courtship of Princess Leia. Yeah, I'm Wasn't trying to that think because... Dark um, Saber was one of those? Delray started to go back even before that. Yeah, Dark Saber was Bantam. Was, were they X-Wing books? Yeah, okay. all the X-Wing books were Bantam. Um, except uh, there's like one in Delray. It was like much later. It was like all those characters like three years later or something. What about like Outbound Flight? So that was Delray. Okay, so Delray took over mm-hmm. your Zons, your Kevin J. Andersons. Your I think he bailed after uh, Stackpole. Jedi Academy. Stackpole You got to be a little died. impressed at yeah. how I'm keeping up with the stuff that oh, I yeah. read. Um, but yeah, Delray took over. Delray was the one who really started to go back in time. I'm trying to think of the Bantam stuff. If they ever went back, kind of like to prequel, or you know, the prequels didn't exist then, but like, like pre New Hope. I don't think they did much other than like they they did those like Tales of books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like Tales and was nice Cantina. So they probably went back a little bit. But so the start of all the like multivaried origins of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. But Delray was the original license holder, right? No, Bantam was. No, I mean, I mean, Journal of the Wills, written by New Hope, written by George oh, Lucas. Oh, that I have no idea. Who the, I'm pretty sure that was Delray. 
but anyway, so when Del Rey took over again, they'd had these books that were all over the place in the Phantom era. And then Del Rey was like, we're going to do the new Jedi order is going to be like a 22 book long series. This mm-hmm. is massive sprawling. Like here's like the new thing. We're all kind of like on the same page now. And I wonder if star Wars is headed for something like that. Cause it, it feels like we're in the, the Bantam stage right now uh-huh. with star Wars where it's like, let's make a solo movie for no reason. You know, let's, right. let's make rogue one. Like, Let's just do. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that comparison to the movies and stuff. It would make Let's more sense, like, show. like narratively, business wise, I mm-hmm. guess. Although it, the new, like the new Jedi Order, it can get unwieldy and kind of um, tiresome after a while to be stuck in a single storyline like that. You know, where was? I don't know how to pronounce this. The Yuuzhan Vong. Vong, yeah. Was where Phantom or Del? That was that was the Delray. That was the new Jedi Order with oh, okay. all that. Yeah. Oh, oh, Jesus! It was like here's a big new enemy. For the whole galaxy to fight, and there's it's gonna be this massive sprawling series. It's all about them fighting this enemy. So they were like first book out the gate, we're gonna kill Chewbacca. <sighs> With a moon. Yep. Drop a moon on him. All right. Uh um, and then Han's gonna be a drunk for the next several books and blame Anakin, his son, for it. How Which, long like man, people talk about them uh, you know, betraying characters now in the movies. Because <laughs> like Chewie sacrificed himself for Anakin. Yeah. It was like Anakin like was at the controls and flew away. I can't remember what, but it, like Han blamed him for it. However, know? people describe it to me, it doesn't make sense to me. It never made sense. No. Um, where in all of that did the prequels start coming out? So, I mean, I'm sure I can look this up to be accurate, but I believe that the prequels had not come out when the New Jedi Order started. Okay. What was that called? Vector Prime? Because they they went really weird with their author choices for the novelizations. Well, they went um, Terry Brooks and what's his name? R.A. Salvatore. R.A. Salvatore. So he was like a fantasy guy. And yeah. one of the so biggest. Terry Brooks. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of the biggest problems with that book was that he didn't seem to understand how the force worked. And so there are so many moments where you were like, why isn't Luke just like force pushing this person away from them? Right. right. You know, like he didn't seem to understand like the rules, basically. Hmm. All right. Vector Prime. When did this come out? Let's check out Wikipedia. So when did the shit where like uh like Wedge is dating a bird? Uh so when did Wedge date a bird? Like Zekot retconned, obviously. That was the Jedi Academy trilogy. It, the bird was so Kip, Bantam. Kip Durons. Yeah, that was Bantam. That was like Kip Durons like uh Oh no, he like mine raped her, but I'm trying to her can she was like a like a Death Star scientist, basically, like who like designed like horrible weapons only she didn't know she was doing it she was like clueless or something this is a perfectly normal conversation right yeah okay vector prime came out okay october 5th 1999 so that would have been post prequel but i'm sure written pre-prequel interesting Hmm. Hmm. and then they had to do a kind of a lot of retconning to fit in what like george's idea of the clone wars was and that kind of stuff yeah but i I thought the way you described to me it was like this writer wants Wedge fucking a bird, so he's fucking a bird. The next writer's like, I don't like that, so they break up at the beginning of the book. It was more like this writer doesn't treat Wedge the same with the same amount of like reverence, I guess, okay. or like care. Okay, and so it was like, oh yeah, Wedge could be dating this bird lady, and just because you know it's just like minor thing, and then like the kind of the writers who were more popular like Zahn or uh, Aaron Alston would come back and be like, 
nope, you know, tapity tap tap, like Wedge realized he was about to break up with her, you know. What's fascinating to me about a character like Wedge and Tilly's is all of the depth. Like, there's probably character people out there who just love Wedge. All of that basically comes from these books. Pretty much. I mean, there's, you know, not a whole lot of Wedge all. You, in those all movies. you know from the movies is that he's like the only rebel pilot besides Luke to yeah. like survive through the whole thing. You Seems know? like a pretty low key guy. He's a cool dude. You know who he is? Not hmm. Rick Lee. No, Rick Lee sucked. <laughs> he sucked hard. But like Wedge and all the X-wing books, like. I I just continue to look at those and be like, hey, Lucasfilm, you've got like a good thing. You don't have to do this exactly or anything. You could change character names and, you know, locations and whatnot. But like, this is this is a fun vibe and it's not stepping on the canon to do this. You know, like you could kind of move this around and put it where you want to. And it doesn't there's no Jedi involved, really. You know, I mean, there's Cornhorn, but whatever. There's now Cassian Andor. Um, and I'm listening to you, but I'm also living with the fact that I'm shocked that you don't like Rick Lee. Who is the tertiary? You're shocked that I don't like Rick Lee. I guess I am. Why would you ever think I would? I don't know. The entire planet is one big city. Thanks, Rick. Well, he's talking to a fucking kid. I just... He was supposed to be, like, the cool pilot guy. He looks like he's, like, 48 and he's balding, you know? He's, he's the guy from Wayne's World 2. He's no wedge. That's why Keith Richards can't be killed by conventional means. But I mean, like, I was waiting for him to be like, hey, kid, get the fuck out of my cockpit. Do you know who I am? I'm Rick Oli. Who is a tertiary Star Wars character that you would love to get a drink with? A drink? Yeah. Like, they're going to tell you some stories. Um, I mean, do they have to be from the movies or can they be from the books? Let's do one of each. I mean, from the books, like somebody from like Ray Squadron, probably like Face. Okay. He seems like a Face? fun hang. Yeah. What's Face's deal? Face Lauren. He was um. Oh God. See, we spelled, to, spelled like like F A. Oh, his real name was Garrick. Oh, let me let me just give you the whole backstory. Of Face Lauren. And really, we we could do a whole podcast. Like I said, like maybe maybe eventually on Headcanon, I'll, I'll one of our challenges could be to like you have to read the X Wing books or something. <laughs> so Face Garrick quote Face, face. like a nickname Lauren. Okay. He was like a child star in Imperial propaganda films. Word. Yeah, and he eventually realized that he's basically like in the Hitler Youth or whatever, you know, like turned against the Empire. At some point, he got, he was known as the face because mm-hmm. he had like this perfect baby face or whatever. At some okay. point, he got like scarred in some way where he had this, this ugly scar on his face that mm-hmm. he like, he didn't get fixed with back to tank because he like wanted to remember it for, you know, inspiring countless Imperial so recruits or whatnot, you know. subtext became text. Yeah. But he was like, he was in Ray Squadron. He's one of the X-Wing pilots. Ray Squadron is like a squadron. Like the A-Team. Well, they were like a squadron of like a bunch of washouts who were like, this is like your last chance before you get kicked out of the uh, Starfighter Command. Okay, here's my thing. Whenever you describe Brave Squadron, if Mm -hmm. I was to pitch a Brave Squadron show, Mm -hmm. the first thing I would need, I was going to mention an old show from the night. Yeah, first of all, cocaine. Um, From 90s, that's probably a bad example, which would be Space Above and Beyond. There would need to be like a major ship that they're all based out of. Well, let me let me get to it. Okay, because okay, I, I need conference room scenes of these guys where they like talk about the plan. So, Ray Squadron, it's like you know the misfits. You know the guys in danger getting washed out. There is like the explosives expert. There is the sniper. Mm-hmm. There is the girl who has secret Jedi powers, and you know, um, there's there are some good like kind of Chewy esque, you know, weird alien characters. You know, cool like who had non, fun personalities, non English dialogue. Yeah, or like but I'm trying to remember. Th- that was the guy with the horse head dude. Yeah, he was Ray Squadron. I love that guy. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was like a he was like an alien. He was just like a human with like a horse head, basically. Like Bojack Starfighter. Yeah. Um, so Face was one of those pilots, but their whole gimmick was that we're not just like a normal squadron. We all we all have these special abilities. Mm-hmm. You know, like Rogue Squadron is just like that's like top gun. It's like the best of the best, the rebel pilots, you know. Whereas Race Squadron was like these guys are weird screw-ups, but they're good enough in an X-Wing. Plus, it's like this guy's also an explosives expert. Or this guy's also a sniper. Or Face was like a con man, basically. Not, I don't know if a con man's right the word. He's an actor, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he, he could be very convincing. And so, like, without giving everything away, eventually they, like, just take over this, like, Imperial frigate. Mm-hmm. They just, like, attack it and crash into it and, like, take it over. And they, like, use holograms. They, they like, discover this whole schedule of like deliveries and meetings and whatnot. And so they like, they just kind of like assume the roles of the Imperials on the ship mm-hmm. and like face becomes the captain and they like use holograms to like make him look like somebody else. Okay. And they just go around following their schedule of like pickups and drop offs and whatnot. Um, and then like a couple days later, Oh shock. Like they just got, you know, that facility they just went to got attacked by the rebels, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like a lot of con artistry involved and like pretending to be Imperial captains, even though they're not and that kind of thing. I like the idea that it's like holograms could be good in Star Wars universe. Yeah. They had better reception. Yeah, really. <laughs> like they don't have to be this this rickety old mm-hmm. shit. Okay. But oh. it was a really fun series. It's like good memorable characters, sense of humor, you know. Hmm. And hmm. you could easily just transplant that to like you know, however Rise of Skywalker ends, you could just say here's the further adventures of some, you know, new new Republic squadron. So like you could do this as a TV show, like starring like Greg Gunberg. No. Okay. No. He's he's out. Okay. He's gone. Okay. But like maybe they could have like a new recruit, Claude. Claude. <laughs> what is Claude? Because I mean, what I'm saying is, I don't want. I wouldn't want a show where we're just filming actors in different cockpits, and that's like a heart, huge part. Of I it. mean, they had like various bases and ships, and okay, you know. But I mean, like, I want like they're at they're around the table, being like, "All right, here's the plan, here's well, the map." It was a typical let's go do the mission first book squadron thing where it starts out where they're in training, you yeah. know. So you have the whole Top Gun ish mm. training type sequence, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there's the first mission they have to go on, or you know, they kind of get their blood up. So no complaints about seeing them training on screen. Yeah. <laughs> Got to show them training for uh, at least ten hours. You know the thing about the '90s and the '80s like uh fighter pilot movies r- ruined us is uh we don't have a lot of room for hot shots those those planes are like one and a half billion dollars <laughs> i always kind of wonder about like star wars universe like hey poe don't fuck around out there we don't have a whole bunch of these ships i just have to go you know gamble with uh some sort of smuggler kingpin to get get some more you know like the nice thing is that leia's in a coma vice admiral holder can take over for a little while because otherwise she's just like like crunching the numbers <laughs> Dealing with the resistance's budget. I mean, Which I, presumably is an issue after Canto Bite. We find out they buy weapons. Yeah. Which I find fascinating because it's like only one group buys X-Wings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, not necessarily. I mean, there could be like just some and then local there, defense force or wasn't something. Wasn't there a thing where like some corporation donates like experimental ships to like Kylo Ren. And so like he has like file reports. Oh, about like Sinar. Yeah. Probably Sinar. Yeah. Uh, the... who, who designs fashion in Star Wars? I don't know. The fashionistas of Star Wars. I'm just, I'm always fascinated. Like Star Wars 
has never gotten into like that like mundane in the real uh, world shit. Well, in the Tarkin book, the closest the, we've ever gotten is you just talked about like the face of propaganda films. Also, in, in the Tarkin book, that's a one of the new canon books. It starts with him like ordering his tailor to like basically like he's basically telling him to make his uniform more like Nazi-ish, you know, like nice. more like billowing mm-hmm. pants, like tucked into the boots, you know, like it, so we, he, the tailors exist right. to make uniforms and whatnot, you know. I mean, because the, it's not all like functional jumpsuits. Like obviously Leia's got some nice mm-hmm. outfits, you know? Yeah. Um, right. Clearly Kylo Ren, that's the look that he picked. He's the son of Princess Leia. You know, he could have worn something a lot more poofy and ridiculous. I mean, what are you talking? Which which look are you talking about? Just any of the looks. Any of the looks. Like his weird. I really like his Force Awakens look the best. I I do too. Like his like tattered shawl half cape. That's a look. Mm-hmm. Um, because I will say like, I did find his pre mask off look iconic. Which it's a good look. It's a good look. And I, and I remember joking about the time, I think, on the podcast, like, how do I know I want to wear this for Halloween? I might hate this fucking character. <laughs> and that's a weird thing, though, because it's like, okay, we're doing a new trilogy. Time to start designing some iconic characters. That That's a heavy load, you know? Yeah. Because on... I was a nerd. I, I was the nerd who, you know, your mind's wandering in class or whatever. I would just sit there and, like, I'm going to draw, like, Darth Vader's helmet. Really? That's my doodle. Yeah, I'm yeah. Fucking nerd. I was a fucking nerd, man. But I didn't doodle like the Stormtrooper helmet. I didn't I was, doodle I was, that. You know, probably like sitting in the back reading my Jedi Academy trilogy book. Probably. And being like, look at that fucking nerd. Well, I mean, you can only doodle that fucking weird S thing. Oh, the S, yeah. Yeah, no, so see, many times. Yeah, I would just be doing the Rebel Alliance symbol, which I could never really get right. But, you know. Yeah, it's, it's tricky. I am fascinated by how many people I see out in the world who have that as a tattoo. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, kind of an art generation thing, you know? Yeah. Let's see more people with like the uh, asshole empire logo. But I mean, could they theoretically be gearing up to do like Knights of the Old Republic, the movie series? And it's just like, we're just going to be making like one of these a year for 10 years or something, you know? And it's like, it's somehow like, would Ryan Johnson and Benioff and Weiss and Feige's films all be part of that? I, I don't know. Is that better or worse than they all go do their own thing? I think that would require a lot of um, cohesive planning. It would. I mean, that's that's kind of like the the fans of Marvel are excited about Kevin Feige being hired because they like this idea that it's all planned out. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love more details just about the okay. J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan went and came up with this idea, salvaged from. Well, presumably they didn't use anything from Michael Arndt. And they, they use some stuff. I'm okay. Sure. Well, because the way a lot of the way that works is which is why people think that maybe these the old Trevor script is getting leaked, is because they'll decide way in advance, like, okay, we're going to have some sort of effect sequence that's like ruined star destroyers that you mm-hmm. fly through. Mm-hmm. And so like that's like in like pre visualization so, so far okay, back like you have to so use it's like you, you're gonna stuff. have to use a okay. uh, a forest planet you know you're gonna have to use like a, an ice planet that kind of thing oh i can't wait for the uh the asshole like hashtag release the trevaro script mm-hmm. jerks but like i love the idea that that jj abrams and, and lawrence kazan they came up with the script they came up with this idea for the story using older elements they're literally making that movie 
And then Ryan Johnson is just like hanging out on set as well, being like, I'm doing the next one. And we're going to have some conversations, but really, I'm going to do whatever I want ultimately. Well, and I, I think, I think you know, we, we won't know till till after all these movies come out. Maybe not and then Ryan Johnson's years done. Later. And then J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams comes back. It's not like J.J. Like, Abrams was like on the set while watching Ryan Johnson. My general impression is that they had a basic idea of the direction they wanted to go in. Mm-hmm. But they also like wanted to tell Ryan Johnson to go go have fun. Like They might have just given him like a couple uh, just general ideas of the direction. But they were like, go do your thing and we'll just see. You yeah. know? Because yeah. I think they wanted to encourage that kind of creativity that doesn't exist in the Marvel films. Like You don't right. get to do that in Marvel movies. I don't know that you could for 10 movies though, just ping pong back and forth with like, like you pick up where I left off and you do your whole thing. And then when I come back in three movies, I might, I mean, hate if, what you did, if you were to read the new Jedi order, you would see how it works where it's like, obviously this writer has their pet characters, you know, it's like, Oh, Corrin Horn's a big start part of this one. Cause Michael Sackville's writing it, you know? And then like, it kind of changes like, Oh, this guy wrote some of the new Jedi order books. And so he's way more into the young characters. It's one thing if it's like, this will focus more on this character as opposed mm-hmm. to like uh, soft ref cons of little things you didn't like minor bits of character assassination mm-hmm. for characters you don't like. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I totally would recommend it without like it, a well-oiled machine for movies. It's hard to, I mean, I don't know. It's, would would Ryan Johnson be interested in something like that? Maybe yes, maybe no. Like, was that his original deal? That like, was it you get to go off and do whatever you want, or here's a big project we have coming, you can do part of it? You know, or the the joke that you and I made about Joss Whedon in the Avengers movie that, that at some point he will get fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it may still. There's just no way they'll allow that to happen. Sooner or later, they're gonna fire Joss Whedon from the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's just no way they'll allow that to happen. I. I'm still shocked that Ryan Johnson, of all people, got to do a Star Wars movie. I'm my not con- shocked at how good it was. My concern isn't him getting kicked off the projects or future projects as much as like he won't want to do it. No, no, no. It's not. It's not the future projects I'm worried about yeah. now. I'm still amazed that he was the pick and he was the guy for Episode Eight. It, yeah, I to mean, write and direct. Going off of like Brick Looper and yeah. like a couple episodes of Breaking Bad. Yeah, I, that still blows my mind. But that's kind of what I want from my Star Wars movies. Yeah, is the risk taking? That's know? the version. Like of I, I you really love to see it. The other version is like your Rogue Ones with Gareth. What's his name? And your your Colin Trevorrow. Right, yeah, hit and miss. But like I really, you know, I enjoyed all the Avengers movies that came out recently. I don't want a Russo's brother, uh, Russo brothers Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I'm just not interested. Like. I'm I'm kind of done with their whole vibe. I don't really like the, the way they tell stories visually. So well, my question is, will Kevin Feige just be like, hey, let me go get some big names that I cultivated? Or will he go get other big names that you don't associate with Star Wars? Or will he be like, I'm headhunting for like the new, the next hot young director? Or does he just have like, since like he was like 15, some really nerdy Star Wars story has been dying to tell. And like, this is him just like, cashing his chips and being like i demand a star wars movie i just made you the biggest movie of all time you know Mm -hmm. it could easily just be that he'd just be like i want to make star wars movie fuck you guys he's like i have to have some kind of splinter of the mind's eye yeah or shadows of the empire yeah i mean a lot of people want to do like a thrawn movie which i i am not interested in like like they're like oh cast sebastian stan is like younger luke skywalker whatever like 
I don't really want that. Like, I, I don't want more prequels, personally. Mm. Unless it's, like, thousands of years ago, so it doesn't matter. Like, I'm not interested in... I want to get out of the era that we're in and, like, go forward. You know? In theory, I don't hate Knights of the Old Republic, but nothing about those video games looks interesting to me. I never played them, yeah. They... But, I mean, I've, I've seen YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Nothing about that looks cool to me. It looks fun. It looks It looks confusing as fuck. I'm much more into the idea of the story takes place 5,000 years ago than I am about this story takes place 10 years after Return of the Jedi. Mm. You know? Mm. I mean, it would be interesting to get more on, like, you know, the fall of Kylo Ren and whatnot. I guess they're doing a comic about it. Um, I don't need, like, a movie series set during that time. I'd like it all to be leaning forward. Yeah. Obi-Wan is one thing. Although you, you Cassian Andor is You got to figure. Else. So th- they're saying this is like the end of the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure they're like they want to keep that door open a little bit so that they could come back and do more later. Sure. And so they're probably not going to want to do like this takes place a year after Rise of Skywalker. I don't no. know, maybe they will. No. But like if you're going to do something 10 years from now that's like Ben Solo's grandkid and it's a whole new wacky kind of Star Wars for that for that like for twenty twenty nine. That's one thing. I guess from a from a business perspective, it would make the most sense just throw all their weight behind something like Knights of the Old Republic. It's so far in the past that it doesn't matter. It, it's it essentially doesn't matter where it is in the timeline because it won't connect at all. You know? Okay, there's Star Wars fans and then there's mainstream movie going audiences, and you need a little. You obviously need a little bit of both mm-hmm. to make it to make it financially viable. Is there that name recognition? Like, can they do a thing with Knights of the Republic where, like, Joe Schmo moviegoer is going to be like, fuck you got, yeah. You got lightsabers. You got spaceships. I don't know. Um, <laughs> for, the, for the people who didn't like interesting interpersonal relationships in their Star Wars, here's a bunch of gross cyborg-looking dudes with names like Darth Snarl or I whatever would, the hell. I would not be super into revisiting the Jedi Order as existed during the prequels because they kind of sucked. Let's have some meetings. Like, like I, I saw a thing on Reddit, one of the Star Wars Reddits recently. It was like, what if they did like a kind of like a, you know, young kids growing up at the Jedi Academy. It's kind of like Harry Potter type storyline. It's like, but Hogwarts sounds awesome. Like, does the Jedi Academy sound cool? I don't think so. I'm a first year youngling. Woo. Yeah. Like, what's fun about being a Jedi, really? I would only be at into least in, it, in that in the prequel conception of being a Jedi. You know, I would only be into it if the joke was just like we're going to do a five you know book series or whatever of like five years of like the, like the Jedi class, and it's like year five they get murdered because <laughs> that didn't pay off for you. <laughs> That's what I really hope happens to the kid from Rebels. Uh, what's her face? Uh, there's like a like a son of a uh, Kanan. Was it Kanan? Oh, like he knocked up that chick before he died. Yeah, yeah. Did I he hope die? That, I hope that guy got. He died. Yeah. I I hope their kid gets killed during the uh, purge. Kylo and his minions there. That dude got like blinded too, didn't he? Yeah, but then he just used the force to see and. You oh. know. Meh. No. They're like Rogue One did it. We can do it. I mean, if I if I were like running Lucasfilm, I would be a little torn as to where to go next because. like what makes star Wars so popular is the saga movies. And like, you're wrapping those up Mm. and it's like, 
yeah, there's probably some money and just like tooling around in that general timeline, but that doesn't seem like a long-term solution. Just please go forward. Because mm-hmm. again, I think we talked about this when we started this podcast. You have to make Star Wars movies. You have to do a trilogy that that obviously fits in with the previous six movies, but it needs to show the world that like the next 50 years of these movies have legs. Well, I don't think you... You'd want to be a little careful. Like I don't if, want Star Trek Enterprise. I feel like if you came out and you said, we're doing Knights of the Old Republic, we're going to do one movie for the next 10 years, to me that sounds exhausting. Like I don't, I wouldn't necessarily want to know that going in that there's going to be nine more of these. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, Marvel just kind of kept going and going, and it helps because it's different characters, mm-hmm. and so you, it doesn't. It feels like you're watching the third Iron Man movie, not like the seventh Marvel movie. You know. But I, I don't want Star Trek Enterprise. I don't want Star Trek Discovery. I want Star Trek Future Thing, but mm-hmm. from you know Star Wars. So okay, I think you answered. Who you would get a drink with from the books? Who would you get a drink with from the movies? From the movies? I mean, Kylo Ren, obviously. I mean, well, it you would think be... he's a drinker and a talker? Uh, get him drunk enough. It'd be oh, interesting be to have a drink with Ray. Like, yeah. has she ever tasted alcohol? You know? Just like, what does she think of this bar that she's in? I feel like Ray has seen some things. We didn't we talk about this on the podcast before that uh, Ray's probably not a virgin. I don't think we talked about this before. I don't. Were there a lot of like young dudes on Jakku there? I'm sure that there's some it, some boy who fumbled his way into her being like, "I'll give you a shot." I don't get that impression. It seemed like she was like I'm the only saying, young human there. I'm not saying that like Ray is just like the most sexual person, but mm, just the way it's played in the Last Jedi, I I don't get the impression that she's very experienced. I heard a uh, expression the other day: "Touch starved." You think mm. she's touch starved? I think she's probably everything starved on okay. Jakku, yeah. Okay. It's hard to Oh, I'm trying to think. What did the what was that great quote? I hate sand. It gets everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who would you books and I don't know how many books you read, but books and movies like or let's just say EU and then movies, who would you want to get a drink with? Um, the way you're describing him, and I, again, I hadn't read it. I've only seen his look. Uh, I'd be very curious to like get a drink with this uh, Prince Gizor. Gizor? Gizor. Really? That's... He seems like a real asshole, but okay. But, but we're just having drinks and he's telling me stories. I know they're going to be interesting. I feel like he is definitely, like he demands bottle service and he's like, rude to and flirts with the waitress and it's just like really uncomfortable i'm not saying i condone his actions yeah. but for an entertainment entertaining night that's who you want to hang out with wow okay I, it sounds fun sounds like a, like a story to tell does it okay okay i mean you're he's like a mob boss you really want to hang out with somebody like that and it's just a surprise for me because i don't like mob movies but hmm. i'm very curious about that um movie wise you know what though i could like i could throw out 10 random dumb characters that would be interesting how many from the prequels well like okay let me start at the beginning Mm -hmm. the first stupid character that i would sit down and have a drink with dexter jester before that even though dexter jester you know he'd be awesome Mm -hmm. dude runs a diner yet somehow he knows about cloners (laughs) what's them cloners out on camino also 100 i would i would plant myself at rick mccallum's feet and be like whatever amount of drinks you need to get the stories flowing 
Hell yeah. Um, Captain Panaka. Oh, Panaka. No, his, his buddy, Captain Typho. Which one, which one was first? Panaka. Okay, yeah, Typho, yeah. This storm will slow them down. Typho was the eye patch guy. Yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. Typho was cool. Typho was the guy that brought in because Panaka wanted too much money. Mm-hmm. There's probably several people at that opera house that would be fun to hang out with in Revenge of the Sith. I don't know. All of Palpatine's toadies, like a, a like Mas Mata guy, like I didn't like any of those people. They had weird Is that looks. The, the yeah, guy's the thing. The horns are okay. like weird. Yeah. What about uh? What was who was the Baron? Whatever that George played. Oh yeah, what was his name? I can't remember. Was it his speeder that they steal in Attack of the Clones? I feel like like retconned in there maybe or something. Yeah, or it was like it's some senators. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We could just go some movie, of the handmaidens, movie by movie. Um, yeah, like Cordy. Is or that Corday. Keira Knightley or is that Rose Byrne? I don't remember. I think Corday is the one who dies. I think that's Rose Byrne. Okay, but if a couple of the handmaidens have like me. the night off, I'd be like, "Ladies, can I buy you a drink?" I would love to hear the kind of shit you've gone into because they're sexy body double assassin adventurers. I just want to know. Also, has, help her get dressed. Has Anakin ever gotten confused? Like, has it ever gotten weird? I presume everything. I I feel like yes. I feel like like he walks into the room and like the doubles just like kind of facing away, uh-huh. you know, and he doesn't realize it or something like that. And he pulls it. Out. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's got the force, so he can tell. But yeah, you would hope so. Yeah. Right, here's my thing about Anakin: is okay. Obviously, they have a huge secret between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But I think he's probably that significant other that like you slowly find yourself isolated because it's like all of your other friendships are starting to degrade because of just how weird he is. Like you find that your contacts slowly are like not available to hang out as much. Mm-hmm. Um, like being married to Anakin seems miserable. Well, I mean, it was all in secret. Yeah, she did have just which like is only com- sexy and fun for a short time. She did have a totally banging like a uh, pad though, like that. That like penthouse or whatever she's in. Locked. How much is she paying for that thing? Talking about Sith or in in Revenge of the Sith. That thing was amazing. But she has to share it with Anakin. Yeah, I mean, I I think the relationship's probably mostly sexual because he's not around very often. He just comes home, they bang it out, and then she's like, "I have an amazing balcony that looks out on Coruscant." How often is their day to day life just Rosemary's baby? I've never seen it. The answer is every other week. Those two creeps. Yeah, I, I presume Anakin, with that kind of rage, he's probably like a very horny dude. Hmm. Hmm. Go on. Well, uh, I mean, does isn't there a thing, Revenge of Sith, where he's like having a bad dream, but he's like, sure, really like spins her around. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But well, I mean, first of all, you have the force, right? And he's a show off. You're telling me they're not doing it like midair. Well, that is the question. Can a is Jedi can a Jedi do that? Can they just I, float? I, I presume Luke did. And I presume Last Jedi with the imagination, Kylo Ren could do it. I mean, I always figured, you know, back reading my like Luke Mara stuff back in the day, that like they could totally like have sex like floating around at the Force okay. if they wanted to. I feel like Luke and Mara Jade invented or or strongly popularized a trope that people adore in fan fiction. Which is enemies, enemies lovers. lovers. Yeah. I don't think they invented it by any means. But but I mean 
that ignited a lot of they, passions like a lightsaber. They right? managed to bring certain tropes to Star Wars that a lot of the fans are somehow amnesiac about now. Mm. Let's put it that way. Okay. But a lot of that, like, sexy hate? Well, I, mean, I don't know. that The general conception of Mara Jade now, I feel like, is very different from what her character was originally. Okay. Like, now everybody just thinks, she's, oh, it's Luke's wife, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, she was a much this different is, character originally. This is why I'm excited to say, having only read, like, that first Zahn trilogy fucking loved her well yeah she wasn't flanderized yet yeah. like she eventually became just like sassy snarky red buxom redhead you know like they went and cast uh some model to like play her and everything who like kind of looked like angie everhart and it was mm-hmm. like it was like this big like huge red hair like it just it was totally wrong from like the original description of her you know lol any of the poor models that have been cast to play star wars characters that are meaningless <laughs> for like, like trading cards or something like, yeah. or a sing mm-hmm. <laughs> but like yeah the but but that what that, she, that was she became just like snarky badass okay, was jedi that... woman who's luke's you know wife who is like and then constantly shit out some kids yeah but was just one. Oh, just one kid yeah okay well ben skywalker who the fuck is ben skywalker their kid what's his deal he was uh so you got a you got a jana you got a Jason. You got an Anakin. Those are the These are characters Han and I've heard about. Kids. Yeah. yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. Who the fuck is Ben Skywalker? Ben Skywalker doesn't come about till the Delray books. He's conceived, I believe, in New Jedi Order. Um, what does he go on to do? He, far along in the timeline, after Merit dies, there's like a whole series where it's like father and son when he's like 14 or 15. Um, but then like they discover this lost tribe where like, like some Sith training center crash landed on a planet and like couldn't get off it and for like thousands of years. It's a common thing in Star Wars, apparently. Yeah. Anyway, there was like some Sith chick who's like his age. Okay. And like they were enemies, and yet they were into each other. And and Luke was like wink, like father, like son. There was like a no. He never really kind of went there. I don't think. I mean, that was like a probably a nine book series where. Good God. It yeah because that. that, that's what they used to do in the in the Delray days they they do their like little one shots here and there but they'd usually it'd be like here's the next thing it's like um here this is the series the series where Jason's gonna turn into Darth Cadus and it's gonna be like twelve books or something you know and it's like okay that's what we're doing those are the new books the new series that's coming out and you're just hooked in like a hose giving them six to eight ninety nine oh every my friend months. these were hardback books some of these so, fuck yeah me, hardback book 35 dollars a Good book yeah god damn okay fuck um and how old were you at the time oh, i was in my 20s by then oh, okay well yeah that's maybe 30s shit <laughs> um Okay, but the Mara Jade thing didn't fully take for a little while because wasn't there a, a while where like Luke was like dating like a like a Jedi ghost lady, or was he fucking her or just dating her? So at the end of the Thrawn trilogy, it's like Mara Jade no longer wants to murder Luke, and there's a suggestion that eh, maybe there's something there, maybe not, but it's like very much like there's still the heat, very slightly. I wouldn't even call it heat at that point. It was like oh, they work well together. You oh, know? okay. They get along when she's not trying to kill him. So it stopped being like spicy. It was still a little spicy, but it, it was not nearly as spicy as it could be. Let's just say that it wasn't something where like you would come away thinking this is an obvious romantic pairing that will happen. It was like maybe it could, you know. Okay. Um, and then the next time we saw Mara, let's see, she showed up in like one of the Jedi Academy ones or maybe Dark Saber, where it's like 
it's like he Luke goes to like Hollow Neck call Lando mm. and like she answers wearing his shirt. Oh shit. And that that pissed a lot of people off. Oh shit. Yeah. And then like they had Did to Lando rec- get it wet? They had to retcon it later and she's just like I was he hired me to track something down for him and like I spilled something on my shirt so I had to wear his shirt or something. You know, there's some there's some real bullshit. It was like <laughs> my friend if you believe that i'm gonna sell yeah. you a moon <laughs> luke, luke is just like i totally buy that go on which by the way the prequels fascinate me so that's why i'm like thinking of tertiary dumb characters from the mm-hmm. prequels i will 100 percent break my own rule and say lando from the original trilogy oh, lando would be a great hang that like, yeah. i mean like, i don't want like a drink of lando i want to i want like, to go to lost the, weekends i want to go to the poker table with lando i just want to watch him i want to do like a lando documentary He's like, my friend, <laughs> you can't air any of that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so she told you that she spilled something on her dress. And so you she had to wear it. my drink. And, and you believed it. Wow. And you're a Jedi. Wow. No, seriously, I'm going to sell you a moon. Yeah. Can we just talk about how crazy Air of the Empire was? Because, again, just, just seeing the cover of that book on a bookshelf at a bookstore fucking did something to me but the villain was a dude basically wearing a bathrobe with a big medallion yeah he was a super jacked old guy Mm -hmm. who like didn't just shoot like lightning bolts out of his hands they're like beams like lasers out of every fucking i feel like that was like a case where like the artist didn't get it or something it looks like in this cover he is wearing a red velvet bathrobe and he is jacked like heavy metal jesus Anyway, we were discussing the Luke's legends uh, yes, yes, love yes. life. So yeah. let's let's go down this path of Luke. The, in the Truce Bakur, which takes place right after Return of the Jedi, there's they get called away to um it's like an Imperial planet that like sent out an SOS. Mm-hmm. I won't get into the details, but there was like a I think she was a senator there, maybe. Nice. Or something. There's some local woman who who like he got dad? involved with. And I can't remember if they hooked up or not. I think they just kissed. Um and then he pieced out of there. Uh, then it's kind of like meeting Mara and whatnot in the Thrawn trilogy, but it didn't really like go anywhere yet. Mm-hmm. And then there was Children of the Jedi, where he ends up on a ship called the Eye of Palpatine, and it, there's like an old Jedi Knight from like pre-Purge, mm-hmm. you know, pre-Jedi Purge, had like somehow like transmitted her consciousness into the ship's computer or mm-hmm. something. And then Luke, like, he went there with a couple other Jedi, including, like, a young, hot female Jedi, who, like, she somehow, like, became brain dead. And so the spirit of the in the ship's computer oh. went into his young, hot Jedi Padawan's body. It's, and a, it was it's like, a ghosty well, Blade Runner 2049. Sure. Okay. It was like, oh, well, this is cool. Now you're a corporal in, a, in my old student's body. This works. And so that was like a little mini arc through Darksaber and then Children of Twilight. So maybe? that wouldn't happen. Twilight. That wouldn't happen in 2019. In a movie, probably not. Uh, even a book. Yeah. <laughs> well, you never know. And I, I say student. I don't mean like teenager. I mean like uh, she was probably in her 20s. You know, feels like an abuse of power and also mm-hmm. someone's body. <laughs> well, she was brain dead. You know, what are you gonna do? Uh, and so like that an abandoned house that went on for a few books, and then I'm trying to remember if there's anyone else. Yeah, I think 
because it like the the timeline's real murky there because they would make these big gaps you know but mm-hmm. like the next time he pops up in the uh Karelian trilogy i don't think he's with anyone then he has a couple of like stiff encounters with mara mm. that writer really didn't know how to write marjane um and then the thrawn trilogy is when they kind of get finally get together the trilogy or duology or duology so yeah. oh you know what no there is um he meets somebody i forgot the michael cuba mcdowell trilogy the black fleet crisis he meets somebody who like is like a force user but not a jedi uh-huh. she has like that's where all like that flow walking bullshit comes from and i think they might have hooked up i'm not even discussing the crystal star at all because that's like a totally different uh can of worms i think he might hook up with someone there but yeah in the black fleet crisis trilogy there was some woman who like claimed to know his mother and it was from like some other sect of force users that, uh-huh. that weren't jedi okay. they like use it in a weird different way and they might have hooked up and do it backwards turn people around um i would love if there was a throwaway line in episode nine where Maz kanata was just like i'm luke's ex boom <laughs> we dated for a month so okay the thing about han solo was the guy he's like he presented himself as a scoundrel and a rebel but really he wanted to fit in like he wanted to find some place where he could belong but luke skywalker is the guy of talent that everyone's patting on the back and he rises to power and then like in the books he's got way too much jam um i don't know i i feel like if i were to go back and look like how many times does it actually imply that he's having sex with someone? Mm. It was probably just, I think it was Brie. No, was that her name? I can't remember. Whatever the children of the Jedi chick was. I can't remember her name right when now. When does he first have sex? Because it's not on Tatooine, right? I don't think they really address it in the canon. Okay. But presumably. I mean, you think he's hooking up with somebody like Toshi Station? I don't think so. No. I think, I know he had a crush on that one girl, Cammy. Okay. Um, presumably, I mean, you know, during their like the Rebel Alliance days, well, how you know, much like that... somewhere between the New Hope and Empire, like he certainly could have hooked up. I feel but like. I mean, do you think from New Hope to Empire, it is effectively a full-on love triangle? I don't think he ever really had a shot. No, of course not. But I mean, you think that's where he's like. Oh, I don't need to worry about how I'm doing probably, other girls because maybe sort of maybe Leia's. He was probably very committed to the cause. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, Leia, I don't know, maybe there's something there. But like he never really pursued it. So whenever he could think about his own like loneliness or whatever, he could then just reassert his effort to being like, I'm kind of a Jedi. Mm-hmm. OK, I mean, let me ask you this. If if they kind of like went he's in forward, his quarters. Maybe he's like starting to touch himself. And then like Obi-Wan force goes. And he's oh, like, man. oh, God, Luke, I'll come back. <laughs> So if they went kind of forward, if there was some sort of new new Jedi Order that was formed, uh-huh. would you want them to continue the whole celibacy thing? No. It seems like it would be a bad idea. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. This is a terrible idea. No, I want I want Jedi and Sif alike getting it wet. Okay. Yeah. That's why I find it very hard to believe. That's why it's fascinating that you cast Ewan McGregor. As as Obi Wan Kenobi, and it's like you tell me this guy's not hooking up. This guy fucks. It's you and McGregor. Oh, he did seem pretty comfortable at that bar. Yeah, <laughs> I've been here before, Anakin. Oh, I think the assassin is a woman. Oh, then be very careful. <laughs> you should be extra cautious. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, Master? What the fuck does that mean? 
<laughs> Wink. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of characters from the prequels I'd want to hang with. Um, young Obi-Wan? Uh, young Obi-Wan is kind of a narc. You think so? Yeah. And to okay, be honest, okay, okay. I just, I can't, Let I can't with the, the braid, the, the Padawan okay, how braid. About, how about. It's like, what a dork. I can't Attack hang out with that clones, guy. Obi-Wan. Attack the clones, yeah. Okay. I don't think I'd want to hang out with Qui-Gon at all. Yeah, probably not. He seems like a real killjoy. Like everything would be back to like his his fucking. Be like he'd probably like force. Yeah, he'd like go like throw away your bottled beer and he'd criticize you for not recycling or something. Yeah. You know, that's the wrong bin, my friend. Mm-hmm. And then he'd like levitate it to the right bin. Well, I mean, do you kind of get the impression that at least to some extent the Jedi aren't supposed to use their powers for like I don't know convenience? you don't see a lot of that you see anakin do it when he's flirting with padme at dinner and he's like master obi one very very cross or let me let me this. juggle these balls does oh. he juggle some balls at some point yeah he does he juggles yeah. some balls right mm-hmm. but he's shooting the pair over to her uh-huh. you know or whatever so like but you don't get the impression that jedi like it's like you're not respecting the force or something mm-hmm. to do that like right. I, I would be moving stuff around all the time obviously it's meant to show how powerful kylo ren is but like the fucking ballsiest move is the uh the laser blast hanging in midair to start a force awakens so if you can do that i imagine if you apply that same talent and master the force to the bedroom Mm. i could get fucking wild yeah there's some fanfics out there yeah you might be interested in yeah can i just have the spicy parts i don't need no no i don't need story that's like eating (laughs) just the frosting on a cake man yeah here's here's the thing about all those Raylo fanfics is that they're only good right up until they hook up so it's edging you i you mean it, edge like you 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 edge you edge you get there and it's fun for a little while and then it's like okay i get it you know can we just come and get this over with mm-hmm. what you're saying okay did you tell me there was like some kind of like aggressive blowjob in the one that you were reading I don't know if they called aggressive. There's definitely a BJ though. Okay, but it wasn't like Ray. It was like somebody else in Kylo. No, it was Ray. Oh, I know. Good for her. I guess that's at a certain point. Once they hook up, then it becomes a checklist, right? Oh, yeah. It's like what? Okay, first there's you know some heavy petting, and then we're going to third base. You know, it's like you just have to go through the whole thing. Well, okay, you don't have to go through the whole checklist, but how you navigate that map mm-hmm. says a lot about you. Yeah. You know, are you a world traveler? Have you been through the galaxy? Who knows? And, you know, it's... it's... Would, would you want to hang out with Watto? No. Sebulba? God, who would be worse? <laughs> no, I, was, I was trying to watch Return of the Jedi recently, um, and it's a special edition, so I'm watching the Jabba's Palisade, and a fucking Sebulba goes walking by, and I'm just like, God damn it, George. He <laughs> <laughs> just had a... CGI in a Doug walking through Java's palace. Was there. he doing the thing though with the, the fucking yeah okay. yeah where he walks on his hands and his legs out yeah. <laughs> Watto, I don't. Watto seems like he's a slaver. Yes, he seems like. Let's make Quark even worse. <laughs> Shmi, not the greatest hang. No, I don't want to hang out with Shmi. Young Padme seemed fun. Fourteen year old Padme. Yeah, pretending to be the uh, like handmaiden or whatever. I would hang out with literally anyone in the. I'm gonna say Naboo society because I, I feel weird saying Nubian society, referring to them, who can explain to me 
the whole like we only elect prepubescent young girls as our monarchs for a short time mm-hmm. like this is more confusing than british parliament <laughs> how, how did this come about yeah, yeah. and british parliament goddamn <laughs> you try to keep up on that brexit stuff well and then you're like I- i'm sorry bojo is is real this is a real you're thing like, you're I, doing? I think i understand pro roguing <laughs> um what about uh zam wessel Yeah. Okay. Which is the real Sam Wessel? The like. Yeah. Mm. I'm sorry. Wow. You're just like, nope. No aliens for me. Well, that's the beauty of Star Wars, though, is that not everything is humanoid. So, like, getting back to the thirstier parts of it, not everyone keeps their genitals in the same place. There was a whole extended thing in one of the X Wing books where Cornhorn is like telling a story about how he like hooked up with an alien. That's a great name. And it was like Cornhorn. Yeah. Oh man. Talk about your Gary Stews. It's so close to Cornhole. Yeah. But it was like things were hot and heavy and amazing, but then didn't realize that like there was like an allergic reaction where they're both like itching like crazy afterwards. Ooh. Yeah. Space crabs. No, it was like an an allergy more than like a a flea or whatever. Hmm. Um, Others, I okay. We saw Attack of the Clones four times on the opening day. I know that we all walked out with a certain fetish for like one of those Jedi ladies. Oh, Ayla Secura. Was she the short skirt one? She was the Twi'lek with the, she's blue. Um, she had like a mini skirt. And I think she was in Attack of the Clones. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure she is. She's not not very much, but like you just see her like walking by in the background of like the Jedi Temple, I think. Yeah, baby. Uh, she's the one who gets shot on the mushroom planet. In Revenge of the Sith. In Revenge of the Sith, yeah. Done dirty. Yeah. Because she's like, what? Rough. And they just kept firing away too. Yeah. Oh, they were that I gotta say, Kiati Monday, like his death is will never stop being hilarious to me. That was I love that bit. That was murder Bukaki, what they did to her. Oh, yeah. The way he like he stops and turns around. He's like, huh? And they just like keep shooting him. Yeah. I mean, this outfit, though, what I like about her outfit is obviously it's, it's like a Jedi miniskirt or something, right? Obviously, this outfit is exploitive, but like it's not, it's not un, um, pra- it's, it's, it's practical still. Sure. I mean, I'm fully supportive of any Jedi outfit that isn't their like boring tattooing bathrobes. That, that doesn't also look like a tattooing moisture farmer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, but it's like, what are we doing with our slightly monastic fashion here? Like, were the other Jedi scandalized when Anakin is like, I'm going to go a little bit darker with my look? Or they're like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? It's just brown and white. That's all you get. But I think. I remember though when they would get the uh, when you would sign up for the like Lucasfilm would do like the once a week here's one picture oh, like hyperspace yeah and yeah. they were like uh, uh, obviously we've got him wearing this because he's different yeah yeah <laughs> that's when Mace Windows like the other Jedi like look at, look at that fucking show butter. yeah <laughs> that's when Mace Windows started disliking Anakin mm-hmm. that never got better I it's fascinating Revenge of the Sith when the one of the top maybe the top Jedi Master mace yeah he seemed to be in charge he seemed to be in charge yeah and maybe it's just because like yoda's humble but like he's just like i don't like him mm-hmm. i don't trust him how the fuck do you come back from that <laughs> that is policy right there 
Well, I mean, and then he he takes three of just absolute ringers with him to confront Sidious. Yeah. Those guys go down in like one and a half seconds. Yeah. What I just what the fuck? I feel like the the 2019 version of that fight would be a lot more interesting because like those three would go down and then you would see they literally like, just stand there and get stabbed. It's yeah. funny that people complain about like, oh, if you freeze frame it, you can see this dagger disappear during the throne room fight in Last Jedi. It's like. Go watch Sidious versus those Force Jedi and get back to me. Also, Sidious's little move is so fascinating. I love that. But like the 2019 version, like he would, they would go down. He would do some flips. He would duck, and then Mace Windu would pull out like a communicator and be like, "Blow it up!" And you'd find out that he like had like five ships outside, ready to like fire. Like you know, he would have waves of people. I don't know. I don't think they would shit the bed so quickly. Hey, you three are with me. I'm not telling anyone else where we're going except for Anakin. Yeah. I'm sorry. Was no one else around? (laughs) I mean, maybe canonically the reason Anakin and Obi-Wan are so revered is that all the other Jedi fucking suck with a lightsaber. Like maybe it's like, yeah, sure. You have Jedi powers, but like you don't know how to fence for shit, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Handling Sith Lords. Would you want to hang with Vader? I got to say no. No, that's a tough hang. No, oh, I'm sorry. Is he gonna converse with you? No, no. He's just breathing the whole time. You're, you're gonna have a more of a conversation if you're smart fridge, which is basically what he is. Um, Palpatine though. Palpatine, Go to the opera. Palpatine slash Sidious. Get some cool stories from him. Palpatine. Here's my okay. Events of the. I would actual... definitely say Palpatine more than Sidious. I don't want to oh, look at that. Yeah. yeah. Is it weird that I find him easier to look at in the original trilogy than in the end of Revenge well, the, of the, the Sith? The makeup in Revenge of the Sith was dodgy. Yeah, yeah, it was a weird look. Well, he's puffy. Yeah. Puffy disfigured. But like Palpatine, Chancellor Palpatine reminds me of, um, I think hanging out with him would be like hanging out with Al Pacino's devil and the devil's advocate. You never saw it. You never saw the devil's advocate? I did not. No, sorry. We have made so many. We've had so many conversations mm-hmm. with the Devil's Advocate, and you've just been phoning it in. I've I've been pretending. I'm you're like that. You're like that guy that's like you don't know my girlfriend. She goes to another school mm-hmm. in Canada. She's a model. <laughs> you might have heard of her. Her name's Sophie Vergara. Anyway, um, I just feel like you're doing something, and you're like a little bit culpable, and then like suddenly he's got somebody like on their knees doing a thing to you, and you're oh. like, oh my god, what's this? Uh... Uh, what was the name of that movie? Uh, John Travolta. Sword, oh, Swordfish. Swordfish. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is it like that? Although, John Travolta 100% wanted to also blow Hugh Jackman in that movie, right? We've all listened to that We Hate Movies episode, yeah. Because they're they're telling a universal truth. I don't know that Palpatine... Palpatine just wants to watch. Yeah. Wouldn't really be into that. Him watching you? Just like him, like, like I've arranged a weird, like, sex gambit. Yeah. But picture the things happen to you, and you look over, and he makes that He he does that smile. I can feel your boner. (laughs) Yeah, that's not cool. I mean, Han, obviously, would be fun. Yeah. Although, I feel like you... You You kind of know that, like, you're second fiddle when you hang out with Han. For sure. You gotta be okay with that. Ultimately, you walk away from that night knowing... This dude is like not an asshole. Like deep down, he's a cuddly bear. Mm-hmm. Um, Leo, 
Yeah, although I don't know if she'd like have time to go get a drink, you know? Right, right, right. Well, who else is working? Mm-hmm. It's got like like busy being a senator and like a member of the rebellion, you know? Because well, Leia has that thing where it's like sometimes she just has like the business game face on and like there's no crack in a smile. And there's times when she like lets the facade drop. I think she lets it drop for Han. I don't know. If she lets it drop for you. Wow, that's sorry. Sharp blade that you mm-hmm. just stuck into me. I don't. Would Luke be a fun hang? I would rather hang out with Return of the Jedi Luke. Return of the Jedi Luke is who I'd rather hang out with. Um, really? He to me, he seems like the worst of all Lukes. Jedi Luke is like what a drip. I feel like that weird trollish like stony exterior of his 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 car accident face um but i feel like i don't know like his like the way he tries to get ballsy of jabba i think i prefer that to like oh man luke i don't know i i of all the luke's i would want to hang out with jedi luke the the least do you want to hang out with like new hope luke maybe like empire luke Mm. Hang out with Dak. Which one's Dak? Dak is a co-pilot in Snowspeeder. Mm. He gets smushed. I mean, like you really like based on the movies. There's nothing to to even contemplate when it's like hanging out with Wedge. There's not a lot of character there. Wedge is awesome. How dare you? What about uh, Nianna? I mean, sure. What? I was just going to make a really lewd comment about those guys, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Akbar? Uh, I feel like Akbar, it's like you got to like always go somewhere that's humid because mm. it's a fish. And then you're like, let me get the fish and chips. And he just stares at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. I mean, Maz would be a fun hang, obviously. At her bar. Poe. Do you think do you think Poe is a better or worse hang than Han? Two very different nights. Hmm. Two very different nights. I think with Poe, there's a much more higher percentage of chance that you are going to wake up two days later with no idea how you got there. You think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he was a soldier. I feel like Han's a lot of fun, but I think after at the end of the night. Han's going to make sure you like end up in bed and he's going to be like, hey, it's up to you, but you might want to drink that bottle of water before you go to sleep. That's interesting that you have that impression of Han. Am I wrong? I don't know. I mean, which Han are we talking about? Like Empire Han? I think Empire Han would be like that, yeah. Hmm, okay. Yeah. I think Empire Han is the guy who... I don't know if Empire Han's really concerned about telling you what to drink. I think when, when he doesn't have to put on the show of being like the gruff guy who's like put upon and he doesn't have to put on like the fake charm that he sometimes has for leia like he's just like like just you and him i think he's probably a pretty sweet guy i feel like he like i said i think at the end of the night you're like that guy's a cuddly bear i feel like he wants to play poker with you and then takes all your money oh for sure mm-hmm. that doesn't mean he's gonna like leave you with like a nasty hangover that he could have mm. alleviated okay what about hux kind of yeah <laughs> right like Hux, Hux, Hux go into a bar. If you go to get, if you order food with Hux, he is one hundred percent sending it back twice. As just like as a power move, yeah, 
Well, didn't you have like a family member who was like every hotel room they went into? My grandfather. Yeah. He really complained about the first room. Always complained about the first room. Hux is doing that. Mm-hmm. And there's a speech. If he actually gets to speak to the manager, oh, there's a speech. <laughs> Phasma? Can't wait to see more of Hux. No, Phasma seems like a lame hang. Mm. Finn. Yeah, definitely. Finn, I feel like. Are people having to explain how zippers work I, to Finn? I think Finn. Like, what does Finn know? I think Finn is the best hang of all the the sequel characters. Interesting. Yeah. More so than Ray. Yeah, because I, so I feel like po. Finn's kind of secret. Like, is that like he's kind of like a like a little bit of a class clown? You know, like he's he wants to have fun and like you know joke around. And I feel like that probably is you know brainwashed out of him, or at least attempted to when he was in the First Order. But well, like but he's like is, a gregarious guy. What is the Arrested Development situation of Finn is my question. I think he knows how to use a zipper. Okay. He's a stormtrooper. Okay. Okay. I mean, I have nothing negative to say about Finn, but let me just say I will always prioritize hanging out with Rose. Okay. Or Conics. What about Conics? Conics for sure. Oh, hell yeah. I'd hang out with Conics. I mean, are you getting Rose like pre or, pro, pre or post her sister dies, you know? Well, I don't want to hang out with her right, right after. after. Yeah. <laughs> Though my girl Rose is zapping people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you're not living up to my my legend? Zap. <laughs> but like Rose is in some kind of position of power now. She's a commander. She's a commander. Hanging out. Handed Somehow out only a commander. Come on. On Solo just like walked in. They made him a general. What are you doing to Rose? Well, okay. We were talking about this last night. And that's what I'm, I'm wrapping my head around. I feel like commander is an entry level rank for most rebellion people han has just been on ice for six months and he comes back as a general which to me presumes that he was a general in empire i don't think he was formally part of the rebellion until return of the jedi okay i'm not sure what the canon says about that at least at one point i think it said that that was the case so he comes back and they're like han let's make this official you're part of the team and we're gonna bring you in as a general Seemingly, yeah. And then Lando gets to be a general. Well, then also your friend, who has solely devoted his time to like the job interview and working undercover and Jabba's Palace and all that stuff, we're also going to bring him in as a general because we heard about his maneuver in whatever battle. So remind me, Poe gets demoted from commander to captain, right? Or something like that, yeah. I think that, I think that was the direction. Because like, Starfighter Command has their own weird ranking system. It's not the same as the Navy. So I, like, what is, is Rose... Like, is there a resistance army and navy, or is it all just one thing? The thing is, all of my understanding of military ranks comes from Star Trek, so it's like pseudo navy based. I don't really understand how the rest of it works. But Starfighter Command's like specifically not the navy rank. Though. Are they so more like, like a captain is different? Are they like marine based? Then they're more like air force, I guess. You know? Okay, I don't know if there's commanders in the air force. I don't know, man. I just know. It goes lieutenant, captain, major, commander. Because there's colonels colonel, in the general. Yeah. yeah, there's colonels, lieutenant colonels. Yeah, so starfighter command. You start out a flight officer, then you become lieutenant, then a captain, then a major, then a commander. So I guess if the resistance is using the same rankings, Poe got demoted like two ranks. No, here's how you know the whole thing's made up. Because the same military organization has a general and a vice admiral well i mean presumably yeah what the fuck there's got to be two different uh 
like divisions, right? And all of it is two different militaries is spun off of another military organization in which one of the ranks was Moff. Oh, that's the Imperials. No, Moff is like a governor, right? But still, that's that's not a military ranking, though. He's, isn't he the military governor? Well, he's a governor. He's he's, oh, wearing, he's like a fascist governor, but he's, he's not a military uniform. Yeah, it's not the same though. Okay. But I mean, I feel like it's just like one of those bizarre alternate rankings, like your lieutenants. Like, I'm a big fan of the lieutenant. Are you? Uh, yeah. I, I guess you could say maybe your Commodores. Leia is like army. Uh, you know, actually, I think you could probably go like look in the visual guides. I think that they have a, a color on there. Uh, you know, it's like red or, or, or blue mm-hmm. um, on their badges. I think that's supposed to denote like what part of the service they're in. I could be wrong, but I think that's the case that there's like army navy. What was Miles from Lost? He was. I don't remember. Cool. cool. Yeah. But maybe it's somewhere like Leia's like leads the army, and then Holdo's like a vice admiral. I presume Akbar would be like the leader. So of Leia the navy. leads the army, but she's also ranking officer over the fighter pilots. Yeah, she's like um because the fighter pilots aren't part of the navy, so that's that gets weird. Is it entirely possible that the entire resistance and the rebellion were just making it up as they went along? Very possibly, okay. yeah. Although's a vice admiral, she commands the uh like medical frigate Ninka, I think. Because I feel like you almost had a moment where it was just like Poe Dameron, you've violated like your oath of office, and he's like, I don't remember signing anything. <laughs> Well, that's insane. Like, how is Rose only commander? You yeah. Know? Well, honestly, how is Poe? I mean, what I'm is all Poe? for Poe has gotten a promotion by Revenge or by Rise of the Skywalker. Like but maybe colonel? he, but maybe he also did like a year in military jail because of how Last Jedi went <laughs> yeah. down. Colonel Dameron. Yeah. Luke only made it to commander. Oh, what if he was lieutenant Poe Dameron? Would you like that? That would be completely backwards, but yeah, I'd like that. He's Commodore Dameron. Commodore, big fan of Commodore. Yeah. Commodore is just a fancy captain. It's like a, it's, you're a captain, but it's not your ship or something like you're that. You're a captain of multiple ships. Mm. It's basically like, for some reason, we didn't give you Admiral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you got your Vice Admiral. You got your Vice Admiral. <laughs> anyway, I think if anyone is still listening to this, congratulations. What is this, like three hours? I don't even know. Okay. Yeah, who would you have a drink with in Star Wars? Let us know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, Kevin- what are your hot, thirsty opinions about star wars characters. somehow we haven't talked about any of the like the the star wars news other than kevin feige there's a bunch of merch out there yeah you know it's fine force friday i mean we might do another one of these right yeah force friday's the next week i mean the trailer is probably going to be in like two weeks cool. you know like like if if the timing is right so i mean okay let me ask you this is there anything that you saw from force friday where you're like i'm gonna go buy that mm, well i haven't so far it's it's still like leaks it's not like the full slate okay but so far no okay what do you think of Kylo's helmet? Do you have any opinions on that? With the like weird like aggro veins? With the red, yeah. What I like about it is, as as you see it turn, there's parts of it that still aren't fully like linked back together. Do you know what I mean? mean? There's holes. There's a part where like one of the flaps could have been pressed to be mm. flush, okay. and it's still like yeah, there's like a hole. Did not see that. Um, seems like it. You want that all sealed tight? You would think so. Um, I, I think it's interesting to get a little flourish of red and a kind of an angry veiny way into that outfit. You? 
it's fine. I don't think he's going to be wearing it very long. In fact, I'll be surprised if he wears it for more than like a few scenes. What's the one supposition is that perhaps it's not even really him? There oh. is the uh, like the imposter Kylo theory, yeah, that it's not him. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's Matt Smith. Yeah, I don't know if if people know this, but apparently Kylo Ren still struggling with the call to the light. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this. We've just indulged ourselves in some good Star Wars nerdery. Yeah. We'll be back probably in a couple weeks to talk about the trailer. Yeah, cool. Until then, may the Force be with you. Always.